Welcome to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. I am your host, Claudine Wolk. You can find me at my Substack account, claudinewolk.substack.com. We're talking all about publishing and book marketing. If you have decided that you want to write a book and you're trying to figure out how to publish it, or maybe you've already written a book and you're trying to figure out how to market it, this is the podcast slash Substack for you. Our goal is to give you great tips, by example in some cases, to help you get your book seen and sold. So join us through the newsletter or the podcast today and get your book seen and sold. Hey, Get Your Book Seen and Sold podcast listeners. I added a couple of goodies to my Substack account. If you would like to be a subscriber at the $50 a year level, you will get a fill-in-the-blank book marketing plan. And at the $100 level, you will get not only the book marketing plan, but also a half an hour consultation with me via Zoom. Sign up today. Welcome to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. I am your host, Claudine Walk. With us today is Daniel Brantley. He is the creator, owner, founder of Argyle Fox Publishing, which is an independent book publishing firm. We're so excited to have him today. You can find him at his website, Argyle, A-R-G-Y-L-E, foxpublishing.com. I'll have that information in the show notes. Welcome, Daniel. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Claudine. Very excited to be here. Excellent. Okay, so tell us about your publishing company, why did you create it? Yeah, I got into, I'm a writer by trade, um, copywriter by trade, and like all writers, uh, eventually wrote a book and, well, tried to write many books, right? Most writers also fail a few times before they get it right. Right. Uh, and I showed it to a, a friend who publishes with uh, Random House. She's published probably 75. She's she's tried to retire, but they keep <laughs> asking her to do more yeah. uh, books. And showed it to her and said, hey, I'd really love to to find an agent and you know try to ship this around. She said, and this was, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. And she said, don't do it. She said, do it yourself. It's really? Easier. You can potentially make more money. Yeah. Wow. And at that time, Random House and uh, Penguin had just merged. I think those are the two. Uh, they've had more merges since then. And she said, and all, with the merge, there, it's much harder to kind of to get in line, basically, right? Because they're you have more authors vying for fewer releases. You have one big company. Um, so I decided to create my own thing. And when I did that, um, I created my little self-publishing company for myself, Sir Brody Books, because I had a little schnauzer. Um, and so he became the little mascot for that. And then when people found out I did my book and I did a couple other books here and there, uh, I had friends and friends of friends and family members and stuff start asking me, Oh, you know how to do this? And they'd pick my brain. And then eventually I would just say, here, let me just do it for you. Let me just help you out. Um, and so I design it. I do, I do everything for the book, right. All the way through. Wow. Um, and then the more I did that, the more I realized there are more people who want to do this. So when COVID hit, uh, I decided to to launch Argyle Fox to see if there were some other authors out there who wanted, I guess, an author's touch, right? Someone who's been there, uh, treats them like a real person and cares about them. And uh, I really work hard to make sure their book is as good it can be as it can be. One, because I understand wanting your book to be really good because uh, you want to present a good end product to people. Right? You want them to enjoy the book. Uh, but I also understand um 
how tricky it can be to do it all on your own. Like I've been writing for years and years, and then I worked at a newspaper for a while, and I fell into learning design there because the newspaper designer is a small weekly paper. It's awesome. I loved it. I love the people who did it. It was a family operation though. And the designer sometimes didn't come in. <laughs> so I hacked my way. I would design, you know, she, she did most of the pages already and I just had to figure out, she showed me some stuff. And so I knew enough to design the rest of the paper. Wow. Um, so that was super helpful. Uh, so just, after years of learning stuff, I realized it takes a while to kind of master this stuff. And I'm not saying I, I can't illustrate stuff, but I know how to design books and lay stuff out. So just decided to offer those services to people who, uh, to other people in my shoes. Uh, I wish I had had access to someone doing this when I was doing my first book. Um, cause it would have made it go a lot smoother, a lot faster, um, and all that jazz. So, yeah. So and here we are a few years later, I'd put out maybe, uh, between 20 and 25 books a year. Great. Um, I've considered doing more, but right now that's a that's a comfortable number for me. If I get more and I really like them, I'd probably take them on. But I don't want to, I don't have plans to make it so large that I can't uh, interact with the authors personally and make sure every book is high quality. Um, yeah. Great. So we, we were talking a little off the air. So you, you, you're, Gosh, there's so many different ways you can define a, a publishing company, and you can't see me, but I'm air quoting. But uh, you you seem to be in the independent publishing side of things, meaning that when authors sign with you, you help them through the process of getting their book published, and in the end, who owns the book? The author does 100%. They get everything. So yeah, I I see myself, like you said, kind of as a partner in their publishing, uh, where they come to me and I do everything but write the book and, uh, take profits off of book sales. They pay me to do a service, right? I edit, uh, and when I say I, I don't just mean I 100% all these things, but, um, Argyle Fox, we're doing that here. Uh, we edit, uh, we design, uh, we, if it's a picture book, we do a lot of picture books. I'm a children's book author. I do uh, middle grade fiction and I've done some picture books myself. So I, I, that's just what I'm drawn to. Um, so I'd, uh, if there's illustrations needed, I find out what kind of illustrations they want and make sure that they like our illustrator before we move forward, because this is 100% their book. I want them to be excited about it and satisfied when we're done. So edit it, design it, get it illustrated, lay it out. Uh, we use Ingram spark like most companies like us, um, for printing and distribution. Uh, but one thing that I do that's a little unique from some other places, like the hybrid model, I give them, I tell them how to set up their Ingram Spark account, and then I load all their stuff into Ingram Spark so that when their book sells, they get the money that goes directly to their bank account instead of coming to me and I have to distribute it and all that kind of jazz. And if they mm -hmm. want to order wholesale books, they can do that. I give them a video that shows how to do it. If you're familiar with Ingram Spark or Amazon KDP, it's super easy to do, but I just try to help my authors out to uh, make it easier on them. Right. Yeah. And for a lot of authors, Daniel, they they don't even understand what book distribution is. Yeah. Right. So the fact that you're willing to help them with that as their publisher is a, is a, a big, it's a big help. It is. And just to if you're listening right now and you're thinking, what is book distribution and how do I do it? To pull the curtain back a little bit, uh, in the olden days, 
if you independently published or uh, if, you know, they used, some of them are called vanity presses, that scares some people and makes them nervous, vanity presses. Um, but if you did something like that, you would get a truckload of books, you know, sent to your house and they would sit in your basement forever. And you were the distributor. Uh, if you wanted to put that book somewhere, you better get in your car, load up your bicycle, whatever you're going to do, take it to the store, take it to the market. Uh, and that's how you sell it. But now through Ingram Spark, uh, once you give them permission to print and distribute your book, your book ends up all over the place. Obviously, Amazon is one of the big ones, Amazon.com. Uh, but lots of when I say ends up all over the place, don't misunderstand. It, it does not go to physical bookstores, but it'll be on Amazon.com. Uh, that's a question I often get. Uh, uh, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, BooksAndMillion.com, Target, Walmart, all kinds of random sites. You'll see it on eBay and stuff because any, anywhere you can buy, sell and buy books, your book could end up there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'll add, I'll add one thing because I like to go back to the old days because that's when I published my first book and it yeah. was self-published, my first book. And mm -hmm. I was so lucky that I, I found, um, a, got hooked up with a book marketer through the gentleman that I hired to do my book cover design and my interior book. So he, I guess, was maybe one of the independent publishers of, of old. And he yeah. hooked me up with a book marketer who explained to me that I could get a contract with a distributor for small presses. So Midpoint Trade Books, and they are no longer a company, but back in the day, they would take half of your 3,000 books that get delivered to your house, and they would use their sales force to sell them. Now, that's for a price. You know, I'm, I'm discounting the book to Midpoint, and then yep. Midpoint is, is reaping the profit from there. Um, but it was worth it because, again, who wants 3,000 books in their garage? And, and I know folks that that has happened to. And it's not fun. And it could be the best book in the world. But if n people don't know it's out there, you're out of luck. But again, back to today, there aren't many, if any, um, distributors who will take on a small press or, or a, an author who maybe has one, uh, one book. So Ingram Spark was the answer, right? So yes. they're, they're providing that. And you're saying it, your book would not get into a bookstore uh, through Ingram Spark, or is it possible, or it's just something extra that you have to do? Yeah, it is possible, uh, but they do not put your books in bookstores. Uh, if you want to be in a physical bookstore, you've got to do your lay work. Uh, and I'll tell you, um, if you go look at you know our website, argofoxpublishing.com, you flip through some of those books and the different books that we published, a number of the authors have done that, uh, and they do it by getting in their car walking over there with a sample of the book and saying, hey, I'm a local author. Check out this book I published. Uh, here it is. You can order it at Ingram Spark because book uh, bookstores and stuff can order through Ingram Spark at a discounted rate. Or they'll just do, you know, uh, they'll say, I will sell it to you. So if, they, if the bookstore says, I'll take 10 of them, then you sell them at a discounted thing so that they have a little flex because they've got to make some money also. Yep. Um, so yeah, the books don't end up automatically in physical bookstores, but it's very possible to do. And also any authors out there now do take note. I, I don't offer book marketing services with Argyle Fox because I'm not a book marketer, but I do know a few things. And one of them is 
that if you'll get out there and pave the pound the pavement uh, and introduce yourself to different people, you can get your books in their stores and think. I encourage authors to think beyond bookstores, and they my authors do. They get their books in all kinds of places, gift shops, uh, you, any local boutique, especially right, a small town, uh, even if you're in a big city. If it is a localized kind of thing, coffee shops where they sell books, anywhere you see local stuff being sold, go and ask them uh, if they would put your book in their store, and they probably will. Now, I will say, if you want to get it in a Books a Million physical store, Barnes & Noble, that's also possible. It takes a little more work. Uh, but if you're self-publishing and you want to get it in a local bookstore, don't use Amazon KDP. Amazon KDP is great for lots of things. People can use it. Not a problem at all. But if you want your book in a local bookstore, they won't you they won't sell your book if it comes from Amazon because Amazon is the competition, right? And if Amazon's printing it, then that's them just giving money uh, to Amazon. So you want to use IngramSpark or another. I mean, there's millions of printers, but I like IngramSpark because they also distribute. Right, and I I like to quali- not qualify, but add to that uh, exactly. You explained it so well that if you have your book printed through Ingram Spark, and that's your distributor. That is who provi- who's providing your paperback book. Um, that you can still sell the paperback book on Amazon. It's just being fulfilled through Amazon from Ingram Spark, if that makes sense. But you could sign with Amazon to distribute your ebook, correct? Sure. Yeah. And you that would still be. be a great thing to do. Yes, and some authors do that. Uh, you can also run your uh, your ebook through Ingram Spark. Uh, they provide paperback, hardback, and ebook yep. distribution. Yeah, and it's funny. There's so many different companies in that realm as well in the ebook world. You know, there was Lightning Source, and there was uh-huh. Drafted Digital, and then they all merge, and then you know. I don't know if Ingram swallowed them or one of them or I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, sources uh, and Ingram are in the same world. Right, right. So you really have to kind of stay on top of it in terms of the specifics. But if you know in general kind of how it works and, and what can be done for your book. And you know what? I'm going to disagree with you, Daniel, on one thing. And you said you're not a book marketer, but you are a book marketer in my mind because – to me, distribution is a big part of book marketing because book marketing is how are you going to get your book in front of people? That's that's all it is. And that's a really important part of it. And it's not something that you want to think about the minute that you press the publish button, right? You want to think about it ahead of time. Definitely. Definitely. And uh, I will take your little compliment and <laughs> a little caveat. Okay. Uh, not a caveat, but a, uh, well, let me just add to it that yes distribution helps put your book in front of people kind of right no one knows your book is there unless you tell them i've got a blog about it up on my thing i try to be very honest with my authors like book selling is stinking hard just because there are four million books that get published a year and like you said it doesn't really matter how good your book is if people don't know it's there, they're not going to buy it. So wherever you are in the publishing process, if you've already published, if you've got 10 books published and you're like, nobody's buying my book, get out there and start telling people about it. You do have to be careful because you can overwhelm people telling right. about it. And all of a sudden, you're hidden from all their feelings, right? <laughs> you don't know it. You're like, why is nobody responding? And you're not invited to family functions anymore? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, 
pass him the turkey so he can put something in his mouth. And right, right, right. Um, but yeah, you you have to tell people your book is available, and you have to do it fairly regularly, um, but not overwhelm them. You want to give them other things to look at besides your book. Yes, they need to remember you're a person, also. Yes. Uh, and when, when I talk about that, I'm thinking of because social media is such a it's a free marketing platform, right? Anybody has access to it. Uh, you just have to use it. But if all you're doing on your social media oh. is every day, three times a day saying, buy my book, buy my book, please buy my book, buy my book. Nobody's going to want to buy your book. You know, remind them why do they want to buy your book? Because you're a super fun person. You have a great personality. You know, you're like them. You live life. You buy groceries also. Uh, you know, <laughs> all that kind of stuff, whatever it is, put a little of yourself personally out there. And I'm terrible at that. I don't like social media. If you look at the Argyle Fox social media stuff or my personal stuff, you're like, man, this guy's never on social media. And that's fairly close. I try to do it more for Argyle Fox because um, I just try to give helpful stuff uh, for authors at whatever stage they're at. And to give props to my authors who have published because um, it's fun to see them do well. That's awesome. Yeah. But no, I agree with you completely. And I, I, I try to tell authors to kind of look at it in a different way. Don't look at it like you're selling yourself. I'm selling myself because nobody likes that. Or maybe some people do, but most people don't. And I say, look at it like, you know, folks out there are hungry for your story or your message, what it, whatever it is that you're providing with your book. And if you can take the time in advance to identify who your dream reader is who do you imagine pulling that book off the shelf or going right to amazon to find your book and you can find out where people like that are then that's where you spend your time um this last book published um that i had for get your book seen and sold um i uh, co-authored it with uh julie marquette and I, I didn't even tell my family about it because none of them want to write a book. So they, they wouldn't be interested in it anyway. And if they say to me, hey, what are you doing? Then I have that, that elevator pitch. I have that five-word description. Oh, I wrote a book to help writers publish and market their book. Done. Mm-hmm. And if, and if they're interested, they'll ask another question. If they're not interested, they'll move on. But maybe the next time they're in the conversation with someone – who says, you know what, I've always wanted to write a book. They say, you know what, I know somebody who yeah. does that. And th- it's the same thing with fiction books. You know, I, I wrote a book, you know, specifically get your description of your book down to five words, period. Mm, yeah. And then whomever you meet, and that and that's another first step in, in book marketing. Definitely. Yeah, and that's interesting. You talked about not selling yourself. So I, I've got these two great authors who, uh, they're neighbors, they kind of ended up becoming pretty good friends because they published with me. One of them came to me with a book idea and uh, we were talking about illustrators. I also let you, if you want to bring your own illustrator, you can, you can illustrate your own if you are good at what you do. Uh, but I always like to look at stuff and make sure. Um, <laughs> it's not by uh, your aunt Tilly, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's also like my wife always reminds me like, and she's, she helps me do a ton of stuff with the, uh, with the books and stuff like, you don't have to like the style uh, because it's not your book, right? And and the funny thing is, as I work on these books, I end up falling in love with like all these different things. I'm like, ah, I didn't, why did I not like this? What did I not see in this? Like, it's really, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, so I've got these authors. One of them, she wrote a book, sent it to me. I really, really loved it. It was fantastic. And she needed an illustrator. And she said, well, my neighbor, she's always drawing these cute things and making signs on her front yard. I think I'm going to talk to her. I was like, 
okay, that could be interesting. Uh, and she ends up getting her friend to her, her neighbor that became like a pretty good friend. She illustrates her first book. And then that friend ends up writing. She already had a book and she wrote and illustrated it. And so we worked on that. And so now the two of them go to like a, some kind of comp, not a conference, but like a, you know, like a holiday bazaar is the only word I can think of where you're selling your stuff. Right. Uh, one of the authors, I can't remember which is which, um, she was selling her book really well. The other one was struggling. And so afterwards she's like, why? And they, they were just standing there side by side, same illustrations, really cute, fun books. She's like, what is, they're trying to parse out like what made the difference and what they came down to was that one author was selling what the readers wanted, hmm. right? They're saying this book is about you, basically. The other author was saying this is a cute story, um, and it had animal characters, so it wasn't even people. What she's like, it's about me and my husband meeting like our friendship. It's like no, this the the other one was like, you know what, your book is not about that. And if you read it and didn't know that, you would have no clue because it doesn't say me and my husband, right? It's just like these fun little characters, super cute. It's like your book is about friendship. So that reframed how she approaches people now um, so that she can, because I'm much more interested in reading about friendship because I have friends. Yeah. <laughs> My kids have friends uh, than I am about your marriage. Sorry. Uh, I don't know you, right? Like when you go to one of these things, you're like, I don't know you, author person, uh, but I know friendship. And so just, yeah, keeping kind of your readers in mind. And like you said, going where they are. If they don't go to those holiday bazaars, there's no reason for you to spend money. And now you may not know they don't go there until you go right. and set up a booth one year. Yep. But as soon as you find your people, your audience, go there over and over, both physically and online. Yes. And th thinking of going to bookstores and stuff and weird places to sell your book. If your people go to Ace Hardware, I don't know if y'all have Ace Hardware. Sure. Uh, but these local Ace Hardwares always have local books. At least mine does. So you can go in there um, and see if they would be willing to put your book in there with it. I love right? it. If, if your readers would be in an Ace Hardware, and if you go to Ace Hardware enough, you know, they give you popcorn and stuff on Saturdays or whatever. <laughs> there's always kids there. So it could be a great place. We have we have soft pretzels out here in Philadelphia. That's what they give. Yeah. Very nice. So there you go. For free? For free. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah they do bags of popcorn out here. We're cheap, I guess. But... <laughs> but uh Gosh, you said a mouthful there, and I just can't believe that you ever said that you weren't a book marketer because everything you said is in the book marketer's handbook. People don't care about you. They they care about themselves. They care about what they can learn. They care about something that's going to make them feel something, something that's going to make them feel good about themselves, something that's gonna, they're going to be able to take to the next party and mention. That's what they care about. So having that, you know, that quick here's what my book's about. You remind me of a time, and then we'll go in. I, I want to get into specifically how the Argyle Fox process works, but I love this sure. subject. I was at, uh, years ago, they used to do a book expo America in uh, New York, and I worked as a publicist. Cool. And it was so much fun, but it's easier for me, again, to sell somebody else's book than to sell my own. But we had this great book. It was it was very exciting. It was, a, 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 again, thrilled, like it was, thriller that's all you had to say great new thriller great new thriller yep. great new thriller and people came people would walk into the line and that's what they because you it has to be something that everybody can relate to and it has to be um something quick and um i love that i love that you you, you know she was able to understand hey listen it, the, the book really isn't about you and your and your husband 
we, I was at a book festival recently, a local book festival, and I was there as like the local book marketing help to the local authors. And I walked around to the tables. I can't tell you, Daniel, how many authors were, were you know, well, it's kind of about this and it kind of about that. And I, I don't really know my family and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, like get to the point. You got to yeah. do it. And if you have to practice that, I don't yeah. know if any of your uh, clients practice with you, like let's get to the heart of the matter. That's a great idea. And I told you I'm not a book marketer. See, that's the kind of thing that I don't do. See? <laughs> but yeah, that's great. I mean, that's something that we should do. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Easy, right? Uh, because you can, if you don't practice it, you will have that. But like you stripping your book content down to those five words like you did for your own. Yep. That didn't happen on the fly Mm-mm. because you're engaged in it. And sometimes you can get so tangled in the weeds. It, that's why you're... Right. You just get lost and you're like, oh, there's so much in here. How do I strip it down? But you did that because you stepped back and you right. took your time right. thinking, what is this book about? And the exercise that you just did kind of with yourself there, I'm here, but you kind of did it with yourself. But you're you're pointing out how you feel as a book reader. I, I don't really know you. I want to get this out of the book. And this is, this is I like friends. Friends are an interest to me. So stick to what's going to be of interest to you. I read an article recently, not too long ago. Um, a, and the woman talked about, she was also a, a publicist, and she talked about how anything that you write, it has to have you in it. Like, it has to say that, you know, this is why you are going to like this, or this is why this is going to have meaning for you. And I think that's a good um, rule of thumb for whatever it is that you write or that you, you put out. Yeah, because you, you're, as the author, your thumbprint's on every every word, right? Every letter is there because of you. So you're all over the book. But again, readers are interested in themselves. We don't want to say they're selfish, yeah. right? Cause, but they they only live one experience. Uh, right. And so they're trying to figure out how does this, what does this have to do with me? Right. And I, I know it sounds harsh. They don't, they don't really care. But they, they, if, to me, when I write something, I say, who cares? That's what I always say. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And why yeah. do they care? And okay, I hit it. I got yeah. to the point of what they're going to care about. We're good. We can, we can yeah. move on. So now all my readers are going to go, well, wait a minute, what about this post, you know? <laughs> we'll see. Okay, exactly. All right, so let's talk about uh, Argyle Fox Publishing, and uh, tell us the process. I have a, you know, there's someone who's a writer, and they're interested, they have a book. How does it work? Sure. Uh, the typical start is they would go to the website, uh, argylefoxpublishing.com, and go to the submission page where they fill in, just give me a little information about themselves, which has contact info. Uh, and then depending on what kind of book it is, if it's a kid's book, I want to see the whole manuscript. Um, well, assuming it's a picture book, if it's like a middle grade reader or a novel or nonfiction, something longer, I want the first thousand words. Basically just to give us a taste of it. Is this something that would fit well in Argyle Fox, the catalog, our catalog, right? Does it work with our books? And basically in order to work with our books, the main criteria is that <laughs> I like it. Uh, is that because, right? Yeah, because I'm working on all the books, uh, and it's a, it's a process. If if I don't like the idea that is there um, for one reason or another, I'll, I'll say no. Um, and I and I do. Do say you do no, it in, right? in a nice way? I do. Yeah, because there's that's the thing. Like this is that's my opinion, 100. percent Right? Uh, there's 
a million other publishers that will probably fall in love with it. So I never try to tell somebody this is awful because I've, I've yet to come across a story where I think that shouldn't be published. I just think that shouldn't be published here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they send it in. I look it over. If I like it uh, and it's a longer piece, I'll ask for more of it before I send a contract over or the whole thing so I can give it a scan because sometimes we do our best writing in the opening paragraph or pages, you know, the first thousand words and then things degrade later on. So I want to see if you're able to maintain writing quality and that's not a knock on anybody. I do the same thing, right? You just get tired. It's hard. Like if you're writing 20, 50, 60,000 words, um, it's hard writing it up front and then you have to go back and edit it yourself over and over. Uh, it can just get tiring and you, you just lose steam. So I want to see where it is so I can figure out what kind of editing it'll need uh, and all that kind of jazz. Um, sometimes we'll do a phone call to talk things over. Sometimes it's just totally hundred percent email. If I, uh, I'll let them know kind of what, what it look like investment wise to get it done. Um, if I'm, doing editing on a bigger book. Um, like if it's a bigger book and it'll need editing, I will send them a page or two of my edits so they can see what that looks like. Because again, it's their book and I want them to be happy with it at the end. If they see my edits and think this guy's crazy, he's cutting out too much or he's it's not a good doing X, Y, Z, I don't like it. Then that's, that's a free way out, right? It's like, Hey, you don't like it. That's, I totally understand. Um, there's somebody else that can help you out. Um, so once we get there, we get the contract set up. Okay. Wow. That that's wasted a lot of time before even contract. So yeah. Send the contract, get that set up. Um, and then I get to work. First thing is editing the book. Uh, and then I send it to the author make sure they like the edits. They can approve or reject edits. You know, we'll use track changes, great tools out there. Uh, certain edits I will require. Uh, and those are ones that are I like things to be grammatically correct. I like spelling to be correct, but there is some flex in some other things. You know, my goal is to make your book as good as possible. And any other editor I use, we we always try to just make your book as strong as possible because we want you to be super stoked every time you put that book up. And in ten years, I don't want you to look at that book on the shelf and think, "Ah, I wish I didn't do it that way," <laughs> or uh, you know, whatever it is. So I work really hard to make the book the best it can be. Once we get the edits done, then we start laying it out. We find illustrator if we need to, um, that matches up with the style that somebody wants, whether that's for a picture book or if, you know, you want the cover illustrated, whatever kind of stuff there. And then, yeah, we just, there's, there's just a lot of back and forth, uh, where I'm showing what the interior looks like. Do you like this? You know, and you get 100% control as far as fonts that I use, you know, there's certain industry standards. We don't want to use, everybody hates Comic Sans, so we can pick on it pretty easy. Uh, you don't want to use Comic Sans anywhere, but especially, you know, you don't want that as your page number for your thriller book or whatever. So you can see where the page number will sit on the page. You know, do you want headers? Do you want um, your title, your name on there? Or do you just want a blank? You know, it's it's all over the map. It's what do you want? Uh, make sure that looks good. And the opening paragraphs, you know, do you want the big old letter at the beginning? Do you want your numbers to look, you know, chapter two? Do you want that a special font? I usually, if you don't, well, I usually match the title numbers, you know, with like the title from the front of the book and stuff. Try to do some parallels there. Sure. But yeah, little things like that. They get total control over that. Um, and then as we, we just go back and forth until it's where it needs to be. Um, 
and then create the cover. Uh, same thing, back and forth, a lot of stuff. Uh, they get to make edits. You know, if they if they see an illustration, uh, can we have him turn his head this way? Can we, you know, give him three fingers instead of five? I don't know, whatever they want. Uh, we can make those edits because, again, it's going to be totally theirs. And then once we're done, upload it to their Ingram Spark account. Uh, if you know anything about Ingram Spark, then you know what's next. They send you a PDF proof. Um, you look at that if it looks good, and we okay it for distribution and stuff. And then I always recommend, and this is a tip for anybody, uh, if you're doing it on your own or if you come to us, order one physical copy before you order 500 physical copies. <laughs> uh, you want to get one in your hand, make sure nothing's super goofy that you totally overlooked. So I have my authors order one. If they do a hardback and paperback, then I'll have them order one of each. Um, they don't have to, but it's a risk, right? Uh, if you end up getting that pile of 200 books, and you're like, oh my goodness, I misspelled my name on the third page. <laughs> well, you've got 500 books and that's not Ingram Sparks' fault, right? Right. Um, so you've got 500 books with the wrong spelling. Uh, so yeah, we do that. And then I tell my authors to change their Ingram Spark password. There you go. Because I don't need to be in there. Right. Uh, so I am going into their accounts uh, that they've set up uh, to do all this stuff. I, I, you know, I select the keywords and stuff. Um, yep. One of my authors actually talked to me about it because she had the same tool, which is great. Uh, but I use Publisher Rocket. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I'm very familiar. It's one of my favorite yeah. things ever. Yeah, super helpful. I wish super I helpful. understand that name, Publisher Rocket. I'd say it a hundred times. Oh, I know. Yeah, they give me, you know, the genres. You can yeah. see where you can... Um, succeed quickly uh, by choosing the right genres, yes. uh, keywords. Now, some people try to play the system, which thankfully Amazon's gotten smart to. Like, you know, they'd have a book about ancient Greek history and they would put like, you know, Christian sports as the <laughs> topic so they could sell one book and be the bestseller. Exactly. Like, I don't do that because no. that's scammy and wrong. Uh, but I try to pick the categories that fit and would give your book the best success at at reaching a higher level in Amazon. Because once your book is up there, uh, if you keep promoting it, it's easier to keep it up there. Yep. Uh, yep. So. Yeah, one of the things about Publisher Rocket that I love too, I've had Dave Chesson on the, the podcast a couple of times. He's fabulous. Very cool. Yeah, he's awesome. But the um, the software is so well maintained and updated and he's always coming up with new things. So you buy it once and I think it's what, like $97? You buy yeah. it once and you can do all the research that you need to do for your book and what you come away with in terms of categories and keywords and just the knowledge of what else mm -hmm. is out there is not just applicable to Amazon. It's applicable to yep. everything you do in book marketing and I'm going to get off my high horse. I get very excited about that product and he's a kind man. Yeah. Yeah. And I, they're always threatening to go to a, uh, a higher price or like a monthly kind of thing. So if you've ever thought about getting it, yes. if you just sit on it. Yes. I'll put the link in the show notes because I am an affiliate. <laughs> oh, right I'm not just a fan. I'm an affiliate. So, so I can't make money by saying publish a rocket over and over, but somebody can. That's right. Yay. <laughs> See how we work together? Yeah, yeah. That's so important. Okay. So the other question I had, I had a couple other questions real quick. I'm going to, I'm oh, going to shoot them at you. Um, before you ask those real quick. Yeah. Another part of my process, once the book is live, um, I just leave myself available to authors. So when they have questions, I've got authors that published a year or two ago, and they'll just shoot me an email or give Aww. me a call or something. Um, I don't always have the answer, but I can point them in the right direction. Um, just because I, I want 
I want them to know that I'm here, right? You want somebody on your side. Um, and so that's just a little thing I like right. to do is to help them out. And you do all this by, I mean, 20 to 25 books, that's a lot of books a year to be putting out. And you do all the work yourself? Most of it, yeah. Wow. Um, that's great. Thanks. Yeah. I enjoy it. I'm, I'm really thankful to be able to do it. It's a, it's a blessing to be able to help folks do that kind of stuff. Because, you know, a lot of people get discouraged and um, it's not it's not easy to try to figure it out on your own. Um, so yeah. No, it isn't. Be. Yeah, it certainly isn't. Uh, okay, so just a couple of questions. So do you offer, uh, I won't ask you to give a price, but do you offer packages in do, terms yeah, and my prices you do. are laid out on my page. Oh, I don't are mind they? those at all. Like I, that's one thing that I try to do is be super transparent. Great, good to know. Yeah. Yep. Okay, and uh, let me see here. Do you do all genres of books? I do, um, if I like the book. <laughs> Well, that's, you know, the vetting process is very important. And I think on on both sides, because you're going to be working together on something that's just so vitally important. And I think it's it's a great thing that you take the time to do that. Yeah, it's really close to the author's heart, right? They have put who knows how much time they've put into it. And I feel like it would be the service if I took on a book just so I could add to the catalog, just so I could have another author so I could make a little money. You know, I, I don't want to do that. I would just feel gross to me. So, yeah. Yeah, we don't want that. Absolutely not. Okay. And then the, in, in, I, this is kind of a specific to each author, but is there a general timeline that you work yeah. within? Right now, all my contracts say six months or less. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had, I think I've, I can only think of one book that's gone outside of that. Uh, and she... Um, she just had some things happen where she wasn't readily available. So if if you can't reply to me right away, and that's built in the contract too, right? If you're not super responsive, then it could take longer. But usually they are live and like available for purchase within six months. Right. Perfect. Yeah, I tried to, what do they say? Uh, I, I under promise and over deliver, I guess. Yes. Absolutely. We like we like the sound of that. And I just want to say for the audience listening, I'm trying to provide resources for you guys that that are um, honest. And um, I've heard about Argyle Fox publishing several times, which is one of the reasons that I got in touch with Daniel. So I have worked with authors who have worked with him and have had a fabulous experience. Well, thank you. Yeah, that, that means a lot. Um, it Something else I do that others maybe don't do, and I probably shouldn't announce this because it may make me unable to do it in the future. Uh, <laughs> if I get a, well, I will talk to people about publishing anytime they want to. And sometimes if I don't feel like their book is right for us, I will recommend other things. And I, I've spent 30, 45 minutes telling people how to pitch to agents and how to, or like what software they could use to make it where they could do their books on their own and also the cost of that, right? Because you can, anything that we do, anything a book publisher does, you can do it yourself. Self-publishing has changed the world. Mm-hmm. It's just really a matter of what do you value, right? Um, people who come to me, they value their time, uh, which it's limited and it takes a lot of time to learn the software and the ins and outs of stuff. Uh, and they, yes, yeah, so they value their time and my expertise. And 
having somebody kind of there to guide them along the process. Right, right. And again, back to that honesty, because your money is so um, important, obviously. And mm-hmm. you want to make sure that with your publishing budget, you save some for the the marketing and the promotion side of things. And folks have gotten kind of railroaded in, in this industry a little bit. I mean, if, if people have, we've talked about this before on the show, that people have found that, that this is a huge industry and it's a way to make money and they're not always on the up and up. So we, we certainly appreciate being able to chat with people who are honest and do a great job. Yeah, and, and I'll say like, well, something that I wrote down a while ago while we were chatting uh, that I thought we might want to mention is just this idea that well, are you going to talk about contracts? No, I wasn't planning on it, but we can okay. if we if well, you want. Just a couple things. Yeah, to please. And contracts, um, and you've probably if you research publishing, you've probably already thought about this, but I'll reiterate it. One, who gets the rights to your book? Two, how do you get payment, and how often? Three, if you're using somebody like me or like a hybrid, what are your upfront costs, and what all does that provide you? Um, who is in charge of choosing the illustrator or, you know, how much control do you have over the book's ultimate design? Uh, what's it going to cost you to buy wholesale books? And then one that I think is really important that we just don't think about, well, I don't know, uh, what happens if the company fails? If, if you know, if Argyle Fox goes under, how do I access my book? Because I've had multiple authors now who have worked with other publishers that can't access their book because the company went over, they don't under, they don't know how to get their files. Um, with Argyle Fox, you can, I will give you anything and everything you want when I'm finished. You can have all the files. Um, I mean, I could do it before then, but they're such big files, it's a hassle. <laughs> so we'll do that at the end. Uh, and you have access to your book immediately through Ingram Spark. It doesn't come through me, so I can fall dead. Everybody that I work with, we can all fall dead, uh, and you'll be fine. Uh, you know, our website isn't on the web anymore. Ah, my publishing company's gone. It doesn't matter. The book is in your hands. You have access to it. So it's really important to know what happens when, if, if the company goes under. And I don't know if you've searched around a lot about this, but there's that's happened a number of times. Yep. Um, and some fairly, I don't, I don't know if they're big, but I just don't know. I didn't know much about them until they went under. Uh, but big-ish companies uh, have done that because there's a lot of people talking about them online. Like, I don't know what to do either. I don't know what to do either. Yep. Um, yeah. And I, what, those are great tips and great things to keep in mind. And, um, you know, there are some com- companies out there that not only do you have to buy the book through them, your own, your own book, but you, you also are required to buy a certain number of copies. What? As part of the yeah. contract. And it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and something else, just off the top of my head, I'm sorry. I, I know this has been like a, rabbit trail filled episodes allowing <laughs> me on here no it's good happen again because you're like i can't keep up this guy's like psycho um we print and distribute through ingram spark but we also understand there are cheaper printers out there ingram spark when they print your book they have the cost of printing they have the cost of shipping they've got a number of costs that other people and they're printing one at a time a lot of times, right? That's that's where a lot of your cost is. Uh, but if you go through some of these people who only print books and they can print 500,000 at a clip, you can get cheaper stuff. Um, so I also 
if my authors want to use one of those, I don't have any to recommend right now. I've got a couple authors that are working with some and I want to see how their experience goes and then I can recommend it. So I can't say right now who to recommend. Um, but I provide the files for that also. Uh, and I, sometimes I, on one of them, I had to make some tweaks that, so that it would fit their kind of printing specs and stuff. But, uh, right now I'm doing that free of charge, which is probably going to get in more trouble because now every <laughs> author is going to actually do it. But yeah, I, I just try to help my authors out. Sure. Yeah. And the, the other thing that's important to note, and you just touched on that, is that each printer has certain specs that you have to create the file to match. And if you are just hiring someone, you know, who's working on Word, I mean, you know, you're in trouble. I mean, you, you really do have to make sure that the person that you hire knows how to do it, understands it, and also the, the print book specs are going to differ from the ebook specs yes. right for each of those files so yeah. again just all ways for you to you know potentially lose money if you pick the wrong uh person to do this and just knowing that you know those files are going to be different um is a big help oh yeah right definitely and whether you pay somebody or i see more often where people try to do it themselves, which I applaud. Like I do it myself, right? That's how I got started. Like I have no qualms with people doing that, but all of a sudden it's saying something about bleed. What is bleed? What is it? Or, you know, it's saying that it has this color tag on it. It's like, yep. uh, right. There's no such thing as a color tag. I can't think mm -hmm. of a language. It's my brain is. <laughs> it's later in the afternoon. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of kind of lingo that can be tricky to understand. You, it looks good on your screen and then all of a sudden you upload it and they say there's an error and it's super frustrating if you don't know what you're doing uh, to remedy those problems. And so that's where having somebody like me or someone else like, sure. you like hire somebody to do it's it. It's worth uh, it. Yeah, absolutely. It's totally worth it. And I love that all your prices are, are, they, are there and available for people to look at. Um, so before we go, Daniel, I was hoping that you could just tell us a little bit about your books. You know, what got you into this to begin with? What are your books? What other titles? What other genres? Oh, sure. Yeah. I, uh, when I first started writing, like all good English majors, I was going to write the great American novel. So I wrote some pretty heavy stuff there for a while. And then eventually I wrote a little bit of another book. And I can't remember how much of it I'd written, but I showed it to my friend uh, who publishes with the big boys. Uh, and she said, ooh, this is good. I was like, yeah, but it's going to be hard to get 60,000 words out of it. Because 60,000 was always my goal. And I'd hit, I'd get to like 20 or 40 and would just like peter out. And she said, Daniel, this doesn't need to be 60,000. She said, this is a kid's book. And I was offended at first. Like, wait, what? She's like, this is not written for adults. Get get to 20,000 words. It's like, really? Wow. <laughs> like my offense went to like super excited. I was like, oh man, I can do a book at 20,000 words. So yeah, that book is, uh, my first book remains my best-selling book by far. Uh, and I really love it. Uh, it's called, I'm. <laughs> it's an insanely long title. I'm 12 years old and I saved the world. Oh, um, yeah. I love that. And so it, it, it changed a lot as I was writing it. But what it became was this kid's, Dad loses his job, so they move in with their grandparents. Mom and dad's marriage falls apart, so this kid, like kids often do, feel responsible for fixing things, right? Uh, and so this is him. He's trying to save the world. Mm -hmm. That's his world, right? Sure. Um, so, yeah, and it's really touched, uh, touched a special place with a lot of kids, I guess, because that stuff goes on. You know, there's a lot of hurting kids out there. Who, yes. 
are looking for hope and they're going through that and just trying to make sense of it. Um, and yeah, as a child of, I guess my parents were adults or I'm sorry. <laughs> my I parents. hope so, sir. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I was, I was married, but my parents got divorced once we were married. Uh, and it still hurts, right? It's still oh, sure. it's a weird world. And so, yeah, that was the first book I did. And that's, um, I'm 12 years old and I saved the world. And then I did the follow-up. I'm 13 years old and I changed the world. And I just released, it's coming out in a couple of weeks. I'm 14 years old and I moved the world. And that is the grand finale. Uh, that was years in the making. I wrote it years and years ago and I kept looking back at it and it just didn't feel right. Uh, but I finally took my own advice and published it. Good. <laughs> Excellent. Go it I had lots of people say this should be published. So I finally thought, well, okay. That's awesome. That's but I've, I've also done um, a little series of uh, picture books with classic movie monsters. Nice. So I've got Plain Old Frankie, which is about Frankenstein's little boy. <laughs> uh, and uh, Every Mummy Has a Mommy. <laughs> and then I did... Um, Tame the Beast, which is about dealing with anger. Wow. And that one has, the beast is werewolf. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Little kid friendly, classic movie monsters that are super fun. Very good. And and do you have more planned? Yeah, I've been working on, it's been a couple years since Argyle Fox has swallowed up most of my writing time. I'm sure. (laughs) But I'm a, yeah, I've got, um, I've got one where I'll have, I'm trying to do five of the monster books, one for each of the characters I've got in it. So I'm lacking a creature, you know, the creature from the Black Lagoon? Sure. He'll be next. I've started on his, and then I've got to figure something out for old Dracula. Yes, I was going to say, where's Dracula? You know. Yeah, he'll be there. They're all in all the books. But yeah, I like to have kind of a title character on each of them. Very good. Very good. Well, so, so glad that you shared that with us and all of the great information about your publishing company. Thank you so much. Thanks for all that you do and, and for providing this terrific service to authors. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate your time, Daniel. Thank you. So we've been speaking with Daniel Brantley. He is with Argyle Fox Publishing. ArgyleFoxPublishing.com is where you can find him. And I imagine that's the best way for folks to get in touch with you. Do you have an email that you want to share with people or it's just basically go on the website and, and fill out the submission form? Yeah, you can go on the website and do that. I mean, if you want to reach me for not a submission, uh, Daniel at ArgylefoxPublishing.com will do it. Excellent. Okay. And also, you'll come back when you release your next book. Let's talk right. about that. We could certainly do that. That'd be great. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. It's been awesome. And you are listening to Get Your Book Seen and Sold. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, share the podcast episode with a fellow author or leave a review. Just scroll down to the bottom of the show details while on your app and you'll see the review option. Thanks in advance for your support. Remember, my new book, Get Your Book Seen and Sold, The Essential Book Marketing and Publishing Guide, written with co-author Julie Marquette, is on sale today wherever you buy books. It's your personal guide and resource to get your book seen and sold.